Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to and leaving a five-star rating for the show on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also support the show by going to our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, where there's always exciting articles by the BNG writing staff. While you're there, don't forget to click on the fanatics.com banner for a great sports fan shopping experience. Are you, are you done yet? We're going to start the show. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bruins fans, welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Allred. This is episode 235. We are recording on July 11th, 2021, and this show is sponsored by betonline.ag. Please go to betonline.ag and use the code CLNS50 for a sweet-ass sign-up bonus. Uh, I'm going to welcome in my uh, co-host, my best friend, Heather Ingerson. What's up, Heather? Nothing. Hello. I cannot tell a lie. You can hear me now, so we're good to go. <laughs> Technical yeah. difficulties over at yeah, the Inga household. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, but here I am now to annoy you until we finish this podcast. So nice, ready to nice. go. I apologize for the delays. Shout but... out to Barry, the IT guy yeah. over at the Inga house. <laughs> yeah, every time the camera goes whatever, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I hear them. I'm like running downstairs with the thing. I'm like, oh god, uh, we're supposed to already be recording, but here we are. Still not that bad of a hit, you know what I mean? No, absolutely still not. No, nope, that's it. We're trucking right through every week, guys, uh, listeners, and uh, and uh, YouTube viewers. We're going to be doing these shows every week to help you pass the time. 
um, until we get to October or spring tra- uh, spring training, uh, uh, training camp in um, in the fall. So, uh, yeah. So we're back. I said to someone the other day, I'm like, this is the most horrible time of the year. It's before like like the all the hockey stuff really starts happening, draft and all of that, and football season, and before the season starts. So right now I'm in a weird lull. Like I like baseball, but you know, not enough for me. Like I, yeah. like oh my god, this is the weird three week span of time. I don't have enough of my favorite two sports. But the worst part about it is we we live in New England. We live in the same town, Amesbury, Massachusetts, and and it's been freaking miserable. If it's if it's just been raining. Yeah. It's just crazy raining. how much rain we've gotten in July. We got like six inches of rain yesterday or something. No, like it was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, we didn't storm. get the wind, so we're very lucky on that, I think, in that. Elsa came through yeah. from New England. Absolutely. I was going to Ashburnham yesterday, so I'm like, um, El- oh, that was on Friday, actually, when we got the rain. I'm like, Elsa's going to need to have her ass somewhere up in the Gulf of Maine by 8 a.m. on Saturday because Inga has to drive. I forgot how much I don't like Route 2. Nothing against the people in Route 2, just the road yeah. itself. It's just too windy and whatever. I was like, ah. And <laughs> we just changed. We're the last state, I guess, apparently, to have normal exit sign numbers or whatever. So now all the exits are thing. You're, like, used to driving. And you're like, oh, now it's oh, 107. Boy. It was I haven't noticed that yet. I haven't <laughs> yeah. noticed that yet. Oh, my that's going to be a traumatizing experience for me. <laughs> well, we, my whole life we've lived off of exit 50-something, 495, <laughs> yeah. 95, whatever, yep. and now it's like 106 or something crazy. <laughs> like I'm like, I don't understand why apparently, this apparently this Apparently the uh, interstate system saves money on letters. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting. But now I have to waste more energy on brain power to think about it. Like, yeah, but you on. know what? You know what you won't waste energy on? I know what. to betonline.ag and signed up for a free account. I bet you're right. Okay, let's talk about our favorite show sponsors, betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest nudes, odds, and information on all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, PGA Golf, UFC, and MMA. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Before the next baseball pitch or the next bar down goal in hockey, we're going to have to wait till October to see that, head over to BetOnline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and take advantage of the 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, folks. Get in on all the action at BetOnline.ag. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's CLNS50. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right. Let's get, yeah. Woo. I love Bet Online. Let's talk about uh, some. Oh, well, well, first we got something uh, I, I, I skipped on the, uh, the list here. Um, I, we do have a new project that's coming up. So. Um, it's more or less, I wanted to take the off season and, and address, um, some things that happened years ago in, in our town of Amesbury. And there was a, a really good hockey team here, semi-pro uh, and amateur that, and they were known throughout the nation as one of the America's best hockey teams around. And this area bred some really good hockey players. Um, uh, still tracking to see how many pro athletes, I'm not sure about NHL level, but minor pro, I there was a bunch of them. So 
Uh, it's uh, just a new podcast. It's called uh, Remember the Maples. And uh, it's uh, it's out on, um, I believe it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and so on. But uh, I just, it this is my attempt to um, get more relevant information online. Because if you go to themaples.com, you'll see my, my articles. I, I just don't think that there's enough online about what this team actually was and who and and who wore the kelly green and, and white jersey so it's just kind of a, a neat project to looking back in the past and it does have some bruins relevance. um you know there was some minor pro hockey being played you know um so it's a, it's just a fun project that i just wanted to mention all right. Well, I wanted to make sure because it was new and it was launching. I mean, as always, we encourage you to go follow all of the awesome podcasts and listen to from Black and Gold. But I know this is a project near and dear to your heart, obviously. Maple's big time in this area. Um, but I think this is fun for you because you really are at your heart like a hockey historian or like, you know, you seek to like learn about the past and stuff. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are like that. They don't want to just know about the big leagues, like they, they enjoy that. So everybody go out and please subscribe to the remember the maples podcast. And so we can help carry on the tradition of, uh, the emeralds. Yeah. The, um, the, the, uh, the website will be up and running. We're going to have a full dedicated, uh, remember the maples.com website. Uh, that's going to be a week away, I believe, of its launch. Um, we do have a YouTube channel and we do have the podcast. So we're really trying to put a, um, a stamp on more information about this team and uh, and, and and the players. And we're going to have players, former players on. Um, I'm, I'm looking into getting one soon, probably this week or next week. But um, and, and even family members that want to talk about a deceased member that played, um, you know, for the team, uh, welcome to come on and share stories. You know, it's just, it's all about just getting the news out there. And, and, and it, in my community, that's important to me. And I, because of the fact is I want to do this. I also want to spread the word that we need to be better as a community in Amesbury on developing our, our young players. We need more assets for these kids to get interest. Um, it's really sad. It's really sad when you when you read in the newspaper that the high school team has to join up with another team uh, or another school just to just to get interest. It's it, it's maddening to be honest with you. And and frankly, some of these uh, past Amesbury Maples members would probably roll in the graves if they saw what was going on today. But I mean, I'm not, and I'm not crapping on the youth programs. You guys do an amazing job, and so on. I'm crapping on the town and not having. Um, places for for interest and recreation, whether it be a kid or an adult, mm. the interest needs to start with young children, and it comes from the town. We have enough space around here. We bought farmland everywhere, so let's do something. I, I just don't understand why that. But we can give a skate park to the skaters. Uh, that, that makes no sense to me. Well, like I said to you before, that has to do with you. Got to get the right people behind you and petition and get that going. But I mean. It's a weird world, but I do agree. Like, it's very strange to me that if we can have the disc golf park at the disc golf range at the park, why someone can't invest to put the rink there. And we did have it there for a little bit a couple of years ago, but there's even just the structure of the old rink down by the high school there at yeah, the time. It wasn't park. it wasn't even the same size and there was no hockey. I was told to get off by the police. 
That's what I mean, though, is that like that's the kind of thing just as a community, because I mean, like we had we've had some mild winters. You can't go out and go skate on the lakes like, you know, our ponds like you used to be able to half the time between it being mild or it rains. You know, the minute you get a good freeze, then we get rain or something. It's all choppy and gross. So, right. I supporting um, more recreational things for kids in suburbia and other places anyways to let the youth do things they like to do and have fun and get that out so all right right, subscribe yeah sorry folks for the ramble on about our town but uh we will start moving on to hockey and it's not this isn't a good uh um conversation that we're having now um it's it's really bad uh this was this was so sad yeah so um we just wanted to recognize and say rest in peace to mateus uh kiv linux sorry i couldn't think mateus Kiv Lennox. But anyways, he um, unfortunately at a 4th of July party last weekend, uh, I'm sure everyone's probably heard the story, but very tragically was just at a party and the fireworks things went wrong and he wasn't with the fireworks or anything like that. He was in a hot tub and he ended up taking a hit with one of the explosives, which did internal damage. Uh, Young kid, up and comer. Clearly, if you've seen anything online in the last week, just beloved by that community and the fan base and everyone. And it's just really sucky when someone young dies, especially tragically over just things. So we just wanted to say our hearts and thoughts are with, you know, your fans, your friends, your teammates, and all the people who loved you. And I'm sure you'll be looking down on Columbus this year from above, but just fucking sucks, dude. I'm sorry to swear during your thing, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it does suck. Um, or feel for the family and and the 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 outpouring of uh, social media um, was really backing um, the organization, the Columbus Blue Jackets organization, and obviously the family and friends. So and and goaltenders union, man, it's just it's it's a very sad story. What can you do? I mean, uh, these accidents happen. Unfortunate that it was at a coach's house, and you know. I don't, we don't know the details and so on of, of exactly how, but it's just, um, it's very unfortunate. So, yeah, it, it sucks. And, uh, you know, I think too, I was thinking, especially of like just his teammates, especially because it's the off season. So, I mean, God, you don't want anything like this to happen ever, but like, they're not even together, like all together right. where they mourn and grieve together and stuff. So anyways, we just wanted to send our thoughts and prayers and what you will out, uh, to his family and friends and teammates. All right. Well, a goodbye to us of sorts this week. Um, funny because the week before we talked about was uh, Leach going to take Pandolfo's job. But it turns out that goodbye, coach. You're going to Seattle to uh, be one uh, major player in the coaching staff there uh, as a like assistant coach, you know, to Hackstall. So uh, thoughts on this? I know you love Jay Leach. Uh, I think this is great for Seattle and sucky for the Bruins organization. That's my take on this. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, you know, best of luck to Jay. He was such a class act, and I I had the pleasure of interviewing him as a media member um, to the 2019-20 season when we got credentials to the Providence Bruins, and um, just a very very down to earth guy. And and you know, I'll tell you exactly the way he um, what he means. And if he wasn't ple- pleased with a certain player, he wasn't pleased with the play, wasn't pleased with the game. He'll let you know, but there was some really good uh, high times that he spoke of too, and there's a lot of praise. And a lot of the um, Boston Bruins, uh, current Boston Bruins, 
that are on the roster or with the team have benefited from Jay and, and his knowledge and his coaching staff. So he's going to be sorely missed, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, and, and, and it's going to be an asset to, um, to Seattle in, in a fact of uh, not only on the bench during the regular season in their inaugural campaign coming up, but also with the, uh, the expansion draft, you know, uh, the Jay's going to have some really good insight on the, particularly the Boston Bruins and, and, and who to select that is not going to be protected. So, um, you know, he could play a big role in that with the, uh, the Intel that he knows. And uh, I just want to say that, you know, a little pat myself on the back that I broke this news, but everybody else took the credit for it. So just um, nice job, guys. You did a couple hours ahead of time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But no, no respect, no respect, not even a quote tweet for me, nothing like that. I'm not asking for it, but when I see stuff like that, it just kind of huh, gives you one of those. Oh, I get you. I yeah. see. I see how this works. <laughs> I see you. I see how you're playing this. That's fine. But no, That's yeah, right. good on you. You really did call it too, like earlier. Earlier than it came, a couple hours before you started seeing coming out from anywhere else and hours before the Bruins ever said anything. Yeah. Uh, but uh, thank you, Jay Leach, for your time and the organization. Please be kind to us in the expansion draft. You know what we need to not totally fall apart as we're rebuilding and re-signing and whatever, because we do have an obscene amount of UFAs in our face and such uh, in the expansion draft. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of light this week because it's the week before the drafts and stuff, you know, and the list and getting ready for the big week in two weeks or whatever. Uh, but yeah, Jay, be kind. Have a great time in Seattle. And Seattle, damn, you got a winner in that one. You've already won your one of your first moves as an organization. Now, now, the, it's it's presumed that Trent Woodfield would probably be the next in line. It's mm. due to seniority with the organization in Providence and Ryan Mulgren. Uh, I, I think that's his name, but I'm really bad at pronouncing names anyway, so people know by now. Um, it, it could be one of those guys that gets it. But there's also down the road, you got to think about outside the organization too. And uh, Patrick Williams online on Twitter mentioned that um, – uh, Kevin Deneen, former uh, NHL professional with Hartford and I believe Carolina and and uh, some other teams in the NHL, um, is not with the C- uh, San Diego Gulls anymore, uh, the affiliate of the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. So he could be a potential grab if he wants another AHL job. This guy is probably going to get an NHL job sooner or later. But if Providence is interested, Boston is interested in working together, I think he'd be a fantastic fit for the development crew. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I haven't heard any solid information that he's going to be uh, the coach, but um, I know that my sources are very good, and uh, I'm sure that I'll uh, bust out some um, some breaking news that nobody will appreciate and uh, in, in the future. Yeah. I actually was thinking it might be a good time to get someone out of the organization to come in and uh, we need a little bit of fresh air, I think in this whole system, not because I don't think we have great people in place, but sometimes you got to shake it up a little bit, you know, no, say, I you agree. Drop, say you drop a couple cups and you know, whatever kind of thing. And it seems to be, you know, this whole team, if we're going to be refreshing, you know, just maybe sometimes just like when you take a player here or there and sprinkle them in sometimes getting fresh blood in the coaching staff, well, uh, not necessarily to, I think in our situation, totally change the culture or whatever, but maybe have a different perspective of 
how to deal with the young kids in Providence or whatever, and really help finish that who's going to be a player and who's going to be here forever kind of thing, you know? What yeah. they what what they could do down in Providence is if they bring somebody in like a Kevin Deneen, just we're just hypothetically speaking here. Mm-hmm. If they bring in Deneen, that could uh, throw a shot across the uh, the bow of Whitfield and Mulgren, and mm-hmm. then that might you know it's like hey I thought that would be my job, mm-hmm. so they might just they might just clear the bench completely, and if Kevin Deneen is is that. Um, coach that comes in, he could bring his whole new staff with him. Yeah. So yeah, which can happen anyways. Yeah, yeah, a- anything could happen in that. So, um, but I, I'd expect the coach to be named within, I want to say a month. Um, yeah, I would probably say right around there. Yeah, you got to have someone by then, right? Because then we're looking at two months before it all opens up. Yes, exactly. That's the, uh, next exciting news is that the AHL is definitely coming back October 15th. Looks Stone. like it's full blown the way it was. Um, geez, I can't even imagine. Obviously, I don't watch the Providence Bruins the way you do. I watch more in clips. But I know how maddening it was to play the same eight teams over and over again as the Bruins. I can't imagine. Oh, my what God. Like. Three teams. All eight the, eight would have been yeah. great. <laughs> The AHL is going to uh, really have a banner year this year. I think uh, their players are going to come out really pumped up to have like a quote unquote normal back to reality kind of season. And I don't know, see somebody who isn't a two hour drive from them or whatever. So yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally stoked for the AHL to return, making my trips back to Providence to cover the team. Um, and even going to Maine to cover the, uh, the, um, the um, Mariners. So, um yeah i'm i it's going to be good because the the minor pro system the east coast league and and the ahl have suffered badly because of this pandemic and it's good it'd be good to have them getting asses in the seats making some money uh returning to their their places of uh of home play the dunk is going to be a rocking place i'm sure that that would be sold out for a couple weeks um but yeah, I'm 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 excited about uh, everything. You know, it's just I'm really looking forward to this season, training camp, and so on. I, I'm hearing there's going to be a prospect challenge at Buffalo, um, and you know, training camps and and everything. It's just going to be great. I just need the summer to pass by uh, a little quicker. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a draft. I think everybody's excited to kind of have like sports back on track, especially hockey because of all the sports. It was and I guess basketball to that same extent were the ones that were the most affected. Like it took forever. Then they got in their bubble, you know, like none of the other sports had to be in bubbles like the NBA and the NHL did. And now we're like awarding Stanley cup champions and NBA champions in July. And like, it's just, it's just people are creatures of habit. And I think psychologically it won't feel like it's a real quote unquote season until opening day is the, you know, 6th of October or whatever. And you can go. I, I don't think they haven't finalized the schedule. I don't think, right? I, I don't believe Gary, so. I, I think Gary floated a couple ideas. I'm, pr- I th- think everybody's all set with playing the same divisions that were last year. Although the players do seem open to like kind of more of those mini road trip, kind of like we like baseball, like we talked about with like the series as opposed yeah. to whatever. I think that's probably better travel wise, rest wise, and just uh, you know, whatever you 
it's kind of weird having the one-off, you know what I mean? It's not like in football, you have all week, you're preparing seriously for the one opponent. Like in, I just think it might be um, better all around developing the younger players, just having the veterans not have to be suitcase sure. everybody, you know, psychologically, it seems like that, that might've been a little more helpful, even if they still had to stay away from everyone until fricking May or whatever. Right. Yeah. So anyways, exciting. We know the HL starting and we obviously know the NHL usually starts the week before that or right around that time. Uh, and the Bruins never start at home, so we probably won't. But <laughs> I feel like this is an all like a major AHL top heavy top uh, part of the program. But anyways, the Bruins re-signed Cameron Hughes and uh, Jonah Kopanen. I can't talk today. Yeah, Ooh, I know. You're uh, usually really good at the pronunciation. I know, I really am. I don't know. I think I, the microphone thing threw me off, and now my brain's like, oh, the thing, I can't. But anyways, um, they signed one-year, two-way contracts. Obviously, we know there'll probably be more AHL players, uh, but as necessary, I think it was $750 each, $750. Yeah, the, yeah, the cap hit was the same at the NHL level. Mm -hmm. They'll pretty much be making seventy grand down at the in Providence. Yeah, so two-way deal, uh, I guess that's good. Um I guess that shows them something that, you know, they're getting attention that they're the people that they want to give these two-way contracts to because for the young guys in the AHL, that's also important when you get your contract. Like, are they willing to, like, pull me up as necessary? They've got – so these kids clearly have their attention a little bit. Uh, no harm, no foul, right, already in the system. And whatever, we have to have some people, like I said, depth, 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 depth. <laughs> We're, like, screwed on depth. <laughs> yeah, I – it's two solid signings, middle depth, nothing more than that. People freak the freak out every time something news comes out like this. And they're like, they just think they're, you know, it's NHL only. It's like this news goes down to the minor pros too. You need a system sustainability. Uh, these two guys are, are going to be great fits for Providence. It's not just, I hate when people freak out about stuff like that. Um but um, no, I mean, Cameron Hughes is a very good uh, uh, two-way center, real defensive style. And he's good in the face-off dot. He's been a real, real uh, soldier for Jay Leach in the past. Uh, University of Wisconsin player. You know, he's just, he's got the tools for that middle, uh, up the middle depth type of player. Uh, break glass in case of emergency. That's it. It's just a low-risk one-year deal. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Kopanen is a heavy forward. Uh, he plays and he hits, and you know he's more your uh, bottom six type of um, forward. Uh, you know, real he can be an agitator, but not to the not to a Brad Marchand point. But uh, he can he can use his uh, his body and his size to knock you off your game. And you know, I just think that that he he really deserved it. Uh, there was a, a year or two ago he didn't play very well and was sent down to Atlanta when they were affiliated in the. Uh, um, when the Bruins were affiliated with uh, the gladiators and um, he went down there and worked his ass off. I mean, he did not like getting sent down and got, uh, got the call back up to Providence and then really started from there until now. And he was just on a real good track. And, and you could see uh, guys like Mark Divery and even, even myself talking about, you know, this guy could get a freaking recall sooner or later, a thank you game, but uh, you know, he could get one, but who knows? We'll see. Cameron Hughes had a great season too this year. Yeah, I mean he has that. twenty what twenty four points in twenty five games. Yeah, something like so, that. So and, and he led the team, so definitely deserving of a of a contract like that. Which is partly uh, why you see he got re signed to give him a little more time. Um, yeah, I mean 
we again we can't keep all of them but we certainly can't get rid of everybody either because this is again as we've talked about a crazy off season where we have the expansion draft throwing a wrench and all the other normal things um yeah, i saw you had season. a really positive reaction and i saw the slap shot sweethearts ladies put out a tweet about this earlier a poll um love them follow them if you don't follow them uh but uh now, this is a weird one for me because my reaction is not because I do not like Milan Lucic. I like him just fine. I was very proud when he paid it, played his thousandth game or whatever. Mine is solely on the actual discussion of, wow, Calgary's probably buying out Milan Lucic uh, to get, you know, whatever the his no-movement move so he can be exposed or whatever. You know, should we swoop in and get Milan? He's big. I mean, we got to get big. <laughs> That's what we need to do, right? And, um, yeah, do you think that uh, – bringing Milan Lucic home at 36 or whatever is better than having him at 26. I don't know. Um, I saw you, so you can say it out loud now. Hell no. Do not bring back Milan Lucic. I do not care about his toughness and this and that. We need it. If, if you needed that, you should have played Trent Frederick. It's the same player, but younger. He does the same job, but younger. Does the same job and he's faster. I, I agree I, that they are this. They do the same job, but I don't. I don't know if he was if he was Milan, I would be getting the warm and fuzzies from Frederick, which I don't quite have yet. So, anyways, yeah, continue. Well, I get your yeah. point. Continue it's with just, your point. It's just ridiculous. Wonder, it, it, just because he's a fan favorite from back in the day, it automatically sparks the imagination. It's just let's not do it. The guy's got two years left on his deal. He makes five point two million right now. If he gets bought out. It That's still because he's a veteran, like his age. Right. They still have to pay him, what, $3 million of that or something. It's two-thirds right. of the contract. See, that uh, was going to be my point. If Milan Lucic made $2 million a year or whatever, that would be a different conversation to maybe get him as we work on what's going on in the bottom six all day long for size, but not at five whatever. Like I said, I don't even... I'm mad at Charlie Coyle and I pay him that like I, well, I don't, you know, I don't have to thank God. Cause I wouldn't pay half of these people sometimes, but um, yeah, that for me is the big thing. It's not even like that trend. Frederick kind of plays the same role as younger. It's more of if he, his cap hit wasn't that high, which is astronomical. I think maybe not for when he signed it necessarily for what Calgary needed and being able to keep him. But at, for the Bruins trying to shed some cap, like re, re-up some people and stuff like that that is as much as i love milan i can love you in seattle if they pick you up in the draft i wouldn't i, I wouldn't even waste the roster spot to be honest with you i me personally i would go after players uh like barclay goudreau for your bottom six i mean that guy i in the playoffs that guy was a monster he was just a well the lightning were too but anyway um go after other know. players i wish i put, put together a list there's there's oh, better players out there than milan lucic the guy I, I hate doing this because i'm i don't hate him i'm not mm -hmm. hating on him it, the game's past him and it's just it's a faster game we need faster mm -hmm. players we need faster players that can score and are speed. No, I'm just kidding. yeah and you know and and can be physical <laughs> yeah I just, just I don't get it. Let's my, we need goaltending too. Let's go get Tim Thomas back. You know, um, come on. I figure we could talk more about like people to try and get as we get closer to that crazy week of the drafts and uh, all of that before free agency. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't. Again, it's not because I don't dislike Milan, but I cannot pay him five. Well, 
five million, whatever it is. That's ridiculous cap hit. I'm just saying, if we're gonna go with so and so, Bergeron only makes six point whatever. Like if we're gonna go with that argument, then this seems super ridiculous. We need that five million dollars for Taylor Hall kid, like towards his salary. We don't need it towards the Milan Lucic. That's just me. Again, all the love in the world to Milan Lucic. Just for some reason, he's listening again. I was a proud mama, but no, thank you, thank you, no, thank you. But um. Even better, uh, and we know this because this will always be a rumor because we all know it. Anybody who grew with any stones grew up in a stone's throw of Boston, played hockey here. And in this case, this gentleman did both or whatever. Uh, the new, the new, uh, and improved, and I, I could have added, I mean, all the things like you know, we're being connected to. OL, you know, whatever again and stuff. We, I yeah. didn't even Patrick Line is the new one now. Yeah, and Patrick Line is actually an old one from last year, so that's why I didn't add them to the list because these are the rumors that happen every time. Again, let's hey, breaking news: every team will always be in on any player that is a good player that they can possibly get. That's just what they do in the front offices. But the new one was also how Jack Eichel because he was on. Are we switching? Yeah. When he was on, I, I mean, what else can we say about Milan? No, we like yeah, him, but not, not for our back. Don't want uh, him back. So we all know Jack Eichel is just screaming to get out of Buffalo. That poor boy needs to be saved from <laughs> Buffalo before his entire career is, be, before he's the next Taylor Hall, let's be honest, right? Like his whole career is jumping TT. Eichel, however, is locked into a forever contract practically at a lot of cap hit. But he was on um, a local news station, does this local zip trip on the Fridays. They go to like local towns and kind of see what's going on there. And Jack Eichel, who's from North Chelmsford, happened to be on North Chelmsford's effort. And because he said something like, yeah, everybody dreams of playing for their hometown team. You know, I'd like to do that. Maybe not now or maybe sometime, you know, whether now or sometime in the future. So that was clearly the green go button that Jack Eichel clearly wants to be a Boston Bruin. I mean, that's clearly what it was saying. And like I said to you, um, can a kid just be a kid from North Chelmsford who grew up being a Bruins fan, but probably is not going to be a Boston Bruin. Again, this guy's got the double thing, right? He grew up just like us being able to just get to the garden, you know, within a short drive or whatever. And, um, being a Bruins fan, played BU hockey. I mean, he smells like a Bruin, but what is the realistic look at Jack Eichel being a Bruin, even regardless, irregardless or whatever? I, 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 just don't, what I just don't see it happening. I don't think the Boston Bruins should go out and, and get somebody for the win, the win now. Um, I mean, I want to win. I want to win a cup and everything, but I also don't want to take steps behind in – rebuilding this prospect pool. Jack Eichel is not going to come here without giving up at least two first rounders. That's uh, a 2022 and a 2023, whatever this trade could happen. And a player prospects. There's going to be a boatload. The guy's got term on his contract. I don't know how many more years he's got. It's ridiculous. Like but, six. Yeah. Plus he's got $10 million of a salary cap hit. So I just don't see the, I don't see the avenues of, of putting the pieces together on trade like this, when you're going to have a flat cap from three to five years, you still need to rebuild your prospect pool. I mean, I'm all for like getting them and and winning and shit like that, but what are you going to do when players like Bergeron Martian are all gone and he's around? I just think we're going to take steps back. I, I don't know. 
This frustrates only- me because it fucking comes up every time. <laughs> well, it's frustrating because who the hell wouldn't want Jack Eichel on their team? So you feel kind of like a weirdo to say no, no, right? Like, again, love you. But I think it would be a different conversation because Buffalo's kind of desperate too. So you might very well be able to – I mean, yeah, it's going to cost you a lot for a Jack Eichel. But they're kind of desperate. They may retain some of the salary and pay, you know, whatever X amount because you can do that within the terms of the trade, say – Okay, his cap hits 10 million, but we'll pay three a year for the next X amount of years. And you, you know, so you can actually have that embedded. I mean, Jesus, Mark Savard's contract. I mean, we laugh, right? There's a lot of long term contracts that are still kicking around the whatever. I mean, the, I mean, they have Bobby Bonilla Day from baseball just because his contract took, you know, every year yeah. is his day, you know, that kind of thing. So that would be a different situation. I mean, I couldn't believe that they retained half a haul or whatever just for, I mean, I love Andrews Bjork, but for Andrews Bjork and a second round pick, that seems like silly. So, I mean, Buffalo, it, it, not just for the Bruins, some team is going to maybe be able to get themselves a good little uh, interaction if they have it. Um, but I just, look at LA. LA is a perfect team for him. I don't think we can afford it. And that's what no. hurts my feelings. Cause again, we don't know if Charlie Coyle is going to be better and maybe become David Krejci's eventual replacement. We don't know if David Krejci isn't being replaced at least this year. You know, like there's a lot of, uh, still like what ifs out there, which is what's giving me the most anxiety this off season. There's too many factors that I can't control of what will happen. Um, I, but I want to see somebody like, um, uh, 23.7, uh, cap space on Twitter, uh, what what he does, you know those those uh, charts that he does with the players yeah, and salaries right. and so on. I would love to see somebody like him do a chart of what this team would look like if Jack Eichel was on the team, and then see people's faces or see him on Twitter going, "Wow, I don't see Charlie McAvoy there. Oh wow, I don't see David Pasternak in the future." You know, it's just I don't know. It's it's one of those topics that just get more and more annoying as as jack speaks up or the or the media you know feed the fire but i don't know i just don't see it happen if it could work out and we could save everybody oh my god i'd be i'd love it i'd love it absolutely love it but i just don't see it happen i don't i don't live in a in a uh playstation 4 world where you know if it's if it's accepted on a game then it would be accepted um, online and Twitter and everybody rave about it. So I'm not that guy. I was going to say, the thing you said about the cap hit, though, is also a good point, though. The reverse is true about the cap, though, that, like, at least you know, like, sometimes it's more dangerous to sign someone like a Jack Eichel with that high of a cap hit because the next one is going to be $12 million. So at least you kind of have that player locked down because he does have a very long contract. And... uh I don't know. I just, I really would hate to say I don't want Jack Eichel here, but I really can't afford for Jack Eichel to be here. And I guess it falls on me that I would rather have Krejci and Hall than one Jack Eichel. That's yeah. kind of how my my brain's working. And yes, I know I'm abnormally attached to David Krejci like some other people, you know, oh, Chris Blackie. <laughs> but in the long run, I think having both Hall and Krejci for that same 10 million or whatever still holds to be a better option. And you know, like, Hall's going to have to be told, like, dude, if you really want to stay here, no one is paying you more. Like, David Krejci's willing to give up $3 million so that you can stay here. When he used to make seven, he's willing to make three and a half or whatever, four. But you also have to, like, be willing to understand we're not paying you more than 
whatever, Patrice Bergeron or whatever. Like it's just right. not happening. Not yet, unless it's short term, but I don't know. I, I still feel like two create a crazy and a hall in hand is better than a Jack Eichel coming from Buffalo. That's my, that's just, there you go. All right. Well, on a just random note, that isn't debating on this team in flux. Uh, happy birthday to Brad Park who celebrated birthday, June 6th, Gemini's, I mean, July 6th, uh, old time Bruin hall of famer symbol of badass, not just here on uh, New York, right? Whatever thing he's, he is a symbol of kind of that badass old school, big, bad Bruin. Uh, also started a sports park in the town of Amesbury, yes. uh, you know, which ironically, yes. hopefully will ever have rinks near it. And uh, yeah, we're getting there. Uh, yeah. We are so getting anyways, there. happy birthday, Brad Park. Yes. Happy birthday, sir. Hopefully yeah. you enjoyed it. Your day. We got to talk about Seattle. Yeah. The sure. The protection list is due. Uh, the Bruins protection list is due and everybody else by next week, uh, next Saturday, the 17th by probably five o'clock or something like that. I don't have the actual time written down. It might be in the end notes or whatever, but I am like you. I lean towards the seven, three, one way. There are a shit ton of rules. And actually when I was doing some, uh, I didn't chime in. I saw you guys talking about it earlier on Twitter, but Actually, I've been I read a few articles that made me nervous and gave me a hard time uh, deciding who, because actually, if you don't protect UFAs because it's the expansion, this is just like I was reading some articles from Vegas and stuff like that. It's the same rules. They can negotiate for like a four day window of time to negotiate a contract with your UFAs if you don't protect them. Right. That changed my approach to it a little bit, too. Uh, I know that's a gamble because say you don't, uh, but if they make a deal with your UFA and they sign, that counts as a pick if they choose to do that. But that also makes it a little more dangerous. The RFAs have a little more protection built in, like you've had to have qualified them or something, and then they're still protected without having to be protected. And you you also have to play a a certain amount of NHL games or play a certain amount of pro hockey. Pro hockey, I'm talking about AHL. That is involved too. Because yeah. uh, Dan Vladar's only got what two two games in the NHL. It's yeah. his an AHL experience because he's played more than three years. And that's something important to keep in mind too, because it does put the quote unquote prospects in play. If they're getting paid from the Boston Bruins a professional contract, they are in the mix for all of this. But I, I my list looked very much like your list. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like for me, like I'd probably I'd rather keep. Chris Wagner, uh, protect Chris Wagner than Trent Frederick, only for the reason that I feel like we talked about maybe they might p- be angling to package Debraska at the trade or something like that. Um, and they would be a good package together. Say you're trying to get a big asset, like maybe they're having a struggle here, but like Debrusque and a Wagner who have term and, you know, experience actually would be good part of a package for especially a team that's already kind of put together. They're just trying to get some extra pieces. Do you want to? Yeah, you read down your list. I know you put it All on right. Twitter, but just for the listeners, say not everybody's on Twitter like I wasn't right. a year ago. <laughs> okay, so I am definitely protecting Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, Craig Smith, Charlie Coyle, Trent Frederick, and Jake DeBrusque. Now, let me tell you about Jake DeBrusque. The reason why I'm keeping him on, and I got a lot of flack on this mm-hmm. uh, on both Facebook and Twitter. Uh, why Why keep DeBrusque? Well, if you don't protect them, Seattle can come in and take him, right? And they probably will. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So my thing is, why not protect him and then use him as a trade asset at the draft? Get something for him if you're not gonna, if you don't have plans on keeping him. If you were gonna, if you're gonna move him in a trade or lose him to Seattle, get something for him. He's got a year on his contract remaining. That's a little bit of leverage that he can use on in negotiations with a new team. So mm-hmm. you know that might be attractive. But I like Jake. I'm a big fan of Jake and so on. But it just seems like things aren't meshing well and. And some comments that were made, um, you know, what, about him getting called out and so on. It, it just makes me feel like there's there's some unsteady waters uh, in the um, in the organization between him and and the team. So I don't know if this is an option to move him. Do it at the draft. We get something for him. I don't know. You've got everybody all in a flutter about the protection list, putting it out. I'm like, what is he doing? I just look. There's another 20 comments or whatever back on. Oh the yeah. Thing. But for my for my defenseman, I yeah. took Charlie Coyle, uh, Brandon Carlo, and Matt Grizzlick. I was mm-hmm. I was really tossed between Grizzlick and Lozon, um, but I went with Grizz, and my goalie was uh, Dan Vladar. Okay, and, so oh, go ahead. for those and for those who are already freaking out about my selection of Dan Vladar and Jesus, he doesn't like Swayman. No, it's just because Swayman doesn't need to be protected. He doesn't have any enough NHL games, and he hasn't been in pro hockey that long to to even be considered. So, and Rask and Halak, they're UFA. I I basically took everybody off that was UFA because you're gonna you, everybody's gonna really see all hockey fans. I'm not saying everybody are gonna see as soon as this freaking expansion draft is over or these lists are gone. That's when you're gonna see or the, or the deadline. I'm sorry, you're gonna start seeing teams signing players. Mm-hmm. so yeah right now i mean there have been a few signings mostly teams are just no one's really gone out to try and approach other players uh they uh or conversations they're mostly just trying to re-sign their own assets currently and for some teams that so they can be exposed players in the expansion draft now the interesting thing about the expansion draft so like i pretty much had the same list as you because we're both someone who would prefer to take the seven forwards three defensemen one goaltender versus the eight skaters both forward and defensemen. And there are a lot of rules, right? You know, this is the reason we can't just put John Moore in the draft, right? He's on in, he's an injured player, right? And it's not a career-ending injury. That would be a different situation because they actually are kind of automatically protected. Uh, things like that. But because when I was looking at it, I saw how the UFAs... Um, so I had everyone you had except for... I had the... I just to explain my debate to myself was... So again, I probably would pick like Wagner or somebody over Trent Frederick, but not because I, whatever, Trent Frederick is Trent Frederick. And most of the kids are like that. You know what I mean? Still kind of not emerged yet and whatever you will. But I decided that I think for my seventh pick, I would protect Taylor Hall. And this is why. We don't know if he's going to stay in Boston, right? But what I do know, given what I know about Taylor Hall, is if we let Seattle talk to him for four days and they decide to give him Jack Eichel money, he's not, you know what I mean? Because you can sign it and execute the contract, things like that, too. There's all these weird clauses. So, like, you could sign a team's UFA. If you don't execute the contract and that team doesn't resign, it's more like a gentleman's agreement, okay, at uh, opening day of free agency, we'll sign you. But... If they do sign that person, that does count as one of their picks from your team, which is interesting. But the way I feel is, how are we going to convince a Taylor Hall to take $7 million if no, that's, that's, Seattle's that's a- going to say to him, 
I'll give you nine right now. What? Taylor Hall's getting up in age. He needs, he says he's not about making money, but at the same time, he's not stupid. He's around 30 and he knows there's probably only one other really good contract coming his way, right? Like really substantial money. So for that reason, because I was like, I know people out there are probably thinking Inga wouldn't have picked Krejci if that was her mind thinking about the UFAs. But really, Krejci is less likely to get scooped up. He's a 50-50, right? He's a great free agent that if we don't re-sign him, there are other teams that are going to be in on Krejci. But not so hot of a commodity that he's probably getting drafted out of the draft. So I feel like he is protected till the 28th or whatever. Um, same thing with some of the other RFAs. I don't... I don't, I'm not really attached to a lot of these Nick Richies and the whoever's or whatever. And I'm mostly just because I think we're, we're in a transition. We need to kind of bring people in and bring out. If those people stay, I'm not upset about it, I guess. But I'm also not like going to die if Nick Richie gets taken in the expansion draft if you yeah. don't give him his qualifying offer or whatever. Um, so that same idea is why I picked Carlo. I was kind of leaning towards, you know, I like, I'm more of a Zaboral girl than I am a Lazan girl, just like style-wise. But then I thought to myself, well, what if they don't qualify Brandon Carlo? Because <laughs> last time him and Charlie McAvoy negotiated their contracts, it took forever for them to have a contract in play. And that made me nervous. So that's why I would protect Carlo either way. Because then he is protected under the RFA rights. And then as long as they sign before uh, whatever, they just can't play until they sign up to December 1st or whatever the rule is. I don't know. There's some like drop dead date. You have to still play like yeah. A- two thirds of the season or something, yeah. but you could very well. So that was my reasoning in that. Um, again, I know you protected Trent cause you love the Trent Frederick. I did not protect Trent Frederick for that reason, but after thinking about it, cause like to me again, Wagner, if you protected him instead of a Trent Frederick, it's the same amount of money, really. I mean a little more for Wagner, but you could package Wagner probably if you end up same thing with Jake DeBrus for me. I'm willing to give Jake DeBrusque a little bit to see if if we have a more normal year and everything else. Like, you know what I mean? He expressed the mental health aspects as many of the players have. Um, worst comes to worst, you're part of our trade deadline package. Bye. You know what I mean? Like, he's not making so much that I'm not willing to bench him. We bench players making more money than Jake DeBrusque is too, you know? So that's just my thought process. We'll find out the NHL is going to release everyone's protection list too, which is also fun because that's when all the other teams go, ooh. ooh." Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We don't really have anyone that I want to just dump either because sometimes these things are like, you just want to get rid of this player. So you're like, oh yeah, man, go. We don't really right. have those players. There's like some we'd like to see go just because they're not performing they would want to, but there's really no players I have ill will against and I'm just like, oh God. Like I said, well, the, next two top- the next two topics will shed some light on on what is happening on the bottom six and who's not performing. Yeah. So go ahead. So uh Dominic Tiano, who is a great uh follow, Mark, uh, he quotes you, you quote him a lot. He's got some good information out there, but uh one of the things he had said on Twitter is that the Bruins are looking to trade uh, Chris Wagner, Massachusetts mayor of Walpole. And uh, he has two years and 1.3 on his contract. So they said that the he mentioned that the Bruins are looking to trade him, which uh, if Tiano's saying it, there's probably at least some like traction. There's some, yeah, there's some conversations. Yeah. So your thoughts on this? It's it's one of the reasons why I didn't want it, want to protect him on my list, and I took Trent Frederick. Was um, I think that Trent's got a little more upside than a thirty year old um, um, Wagner. Yeah. Um, 
And if you're going to trade him, I wouldn't protect him. So that's just, that's just my thing. Uh, I, I, I like, I like Chris and everything. And, you know, this last year wasn't, wasn't great. And the year before that was okay, but it's just, I don't know. I'm seeing something uh, in his game and, and hopefully I'm not saying this while he's going through some, some tough issues, much like Jake DeBrosk and so on. I'm not targeting that at all uh, as an excuse for why I want to move him. I'm just, I'm not seeing anything in his game. And, and I think this is the right time to be aggressive and get those bottom six players that you truly need to, to, to match up against a team like the, like the Tampa Bay lightning and, and, and the uh, Washington Capitals and all those guys and, you know what the scary part though is, and this is what I was thinking of because I like Chris Wagner just fine. He gives me what you expect for a one point three million dollar bottom six player, right? I think it would be interesting. I mean, whether he's here or not here, I mean, again, like I like Chris Wagner, but I'm not like going to be traumatized the way I'm going to be if I see David Krejci as a in Washington Capital or whatever kind of thing. But uh, the, when you have bottom six players, right, they kind of follow each other in their performance, right? So, like, we see this. If Charlie Coyle is on, everyone's coming with him, right? This and that. And I think it's interesting argument with Charlie Coyle and Sean Corelli really having a hard time getting going this year and performing the way that the Bruins expect and need them to play. How that affected players, like, I mean, you could take Jake DeBrus. Poor Jake played left side, right side, this side, this side. He played all four lines at some point. In both sides, and this and that. Now, that's not an excuse for him underperforming. It's just an interesting study of how do you settle in as a player sometimes. Like, and then if you're not performing, you get punished for it sometimes. You know, I'm not saying that's why. I mean, I have eyes. I know why Cassidy benched him and things like that. But we kept saying, well, why aren't you benching Wagner then or whoever? Oh, just because Sean Corrali plays the PK, that means oh, we have to sit through this or whatever. Again, we I like Corrali. I'm not. We're not like. Again, just making a comment on what we've seen. We all saw it as Bruins fans. You guys know exactly what we're talking about, okay? All right. But Wagner, to me, at least he gives you a little of that grit and none of the other except for with the exception of if Trent Frank. Now, Richie, you see it in flashes, right? A little bit. Of, but again, he's he was really solid and then got really inconsistent. So I guess uh, it's interesting, like, it makes more sense if we can trade him for something else to do that, even if it's another someone like Chris Wagner, but can perform a little better. But I just think it's interesting maybe to see what it'll be like, not just for them, but like the players who you get going by the players around you. And if none of the other players around you ever get going, it, how can, I mean, Chris Wagner isn't going to carry the fourth line. It's just not his thing. Like it's not what should be expected of him. So we need battle third and fourth liners is what we need. Yeah. And then we got this one coming up from Don Tiano again. This was yeah. in a thre- thread tweet. Mm-hmm, about Sean Corrali, who's 28 years old. He's a UFA. This was one of those I was not worried about protecting him, UFA, on the it thing. Yeah. Um, you know, could he offer him less money than he's making? What was Corrali making this year? Something I'm, like not, I'm not totally was, sh- I think one's five or something. No, like that he's, not, he's not a $5 million player. No, no, 1.5. Like oh. something like that. Like it wasn't, I don't think quite too. Cause I remember we were mostly mad at Coyle cause he was making the money, but I think it was like Coyle DeBrusque, then uh Corrali from money wise. And then Wagner or whatever on the players we were complaining about last year. What do you think? Are you that? A- I like Sean Corrali, but are you that attached? To no, Sean I'm done with Sean. Um, thank you for your service, sir. And uh, I'll see you out stage left. 
Um, I, I I like Sean in his first two years, and the last two I just didn't see enough. Um, so, and the Bruins don't pay um, these these players that type of money. So he's going to be the Noel Chari and the Tim Schaller um, um, cap casualty, in my opinion. Um, I was say, don't say the, that about Achari because Achari went to Florida. Yeah, and I know, like Superman. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but I, I don't see a player like Sean Corrali going to a, a, a on a line with uh, Jonathan Huberto. So no kidding, right? Um, no, I, I like Sean and everything. He's he did a good job here and so on. If he stays, he stays. I get it, but he's just got to be better at what he's doing. Uh, the the turnovers were killing me this year. Um, but I just don't see a player that is a UFA, no RFA kind of rights and so on, that's going to accept lower than what you made uh, the year previous. And I think that would be one of the things that he just says, I'm just going to walk and, and test my, my luck in free agency and mm-hmm. and see what happens. So, um, yeah. I and just, you can do that, test the waters. And if it doesn't work out, you can always – I mean, usually I'm not saying teams are going to bring you back with open arms, but – Corrali because of his service or whatever in time, I can also see Don Sweeney saying, Hey man, that's cool. Like go see what you can get. If not, we're willing to pay you 1.1 or whatever. And I'll keep that option open until free agency opens up, you know, kind yeah, of thing. Absolutely. Let us know, you know? Um, yeah. So I don't know. Again, I like Sean Corral, but you, he just, he more than Chris Wagner or Jake DeBrosk has annoyed me this year. And I think it might have been because Corrali had a really hard year the year before. And I didn't want to be mad at him. COVID and all that stuff. But he's just not producing like the Sean Corrali that made us love Sean Corrali. And that concerns me. It just does. Like, again, I, I'd almost rather take my risk keeping, like, I'd rather keep Jake DeBrus because at least I know he's not going to always be on, but you kind of at least know what you're getting with him. Not consistency. We don't really know what we get with even at this point. Like I'm a little nervous about Charlie Coyle, but I think he'll be all right. You know what I mean? So I don't know. All right. Let's take our one hour break. Um, We, uh, this is fun. Um, All over the place today, huh? Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we're going to hear from the great sport. um, Bruce Sullivan from Boston sports and music memorabilia. It's got some fantastic stuff, and uh, we're going to be giving away one of those items that he has. Um, it's a John Busick uh, hand signed jersey for our Patreon members. Talk about that later, and um, yeah, so let's hear from Bruce, and we'll be right back. Hello, Bruins fans. This is Bruce from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia with our Black and Gold Memorabilia Moment of the Week. We are pleased to announce our upcoming August signing with Bruins legend, Hall of Famer, and two-time Stanley Cup champ, Jerry Cheevers. In order to make room for the new items, we are blowing out all current Cheevers items at the lowest prices ever. Get yourself a Jerry Cheevers black, autographed, JSA-authenticated, and inscribed jersey for just $75. The Mask 16 by 22 Special Edition JSA photo display for $95. Or grab white or black style jerseys from Rick Middleton or Charlie Coyle for just $89 delivered. For more information on our dozens of Bruins hand-signed pieces and your chance to win free memorabilia each week, check us out at our Facebook page, 
Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. Or email us directly at bostonsportsandmusic at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in each week right here to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Let's go! Hey Bruins fans, we're back. And we just heard from the awesome Bruce Sullivan talking about all his awesome Bruins hand-signed stuff. Uh, from his company, the Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. Please follow him. Go to Facebook. Sign up over there, uh, and you, you could win some awesome stuff. But also, keep track of that email address. So you can send him an email and uh, see if he has a jersey of your favorite player from today or the past, and uh, he, he can make it happen. He's a great guy and does a fantastic job for us at the Black and Gold Production Sports Media Company. So we are back. We're going to wrap this up with a couple more topics. Um, This one is interesting just for the fact is that the Tampa Bay Lightning and everybody freaking out that they were $17, $18 million over the cap. Well, I think the NHL is done with this. This has been a rule uh, since, um, I believe, 2006 after the, the CBA was done. Any team could do this. Chicago Blackhawks did it with Patrick Kane um, for a while. And um, so... Um, per Gordon Miller on Twitter, the NHL will change the salary cap rules, which will extend into the postseason. This will pretty much eliminate the manipulation of the cap, much like uh, Tampa Bay Lightning did last season. And this is what Gord says starting next year for any postseason game, the combined AAVs of a team's 20 man roster, 18 skaters, two goaltenders, may not exceed the season's salary cap that season salary cap um teams can still have extra players available black aces and so on if needed but the game roster cannot exceed the cap so tampa bay and other nhl teams will not be able to pretty much do what they're doing right now yeah so tampa bay isn't the first team to do it absolutely not but that doesn't make it not shady yeah, you know oh, no, I mean? I, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. It like, goes won- back to the argument we had about Toronto. Like, are they really doing anything wrong by just letting their players skate at the home arena or whatever? Like, uh, that to me. But yeah, it, it's shady as shit to me to do that, or, or at least that arrogantly. Do you know what I mean? It is one thing to go a couple million dollars over that salary cap, but like when you're doing two NHL superstars worth of salary cap that's a little ridiculous so i myself i like this and you know no nope. i'm not the person if your team did it no i'm not like that just like if my team did some of the shit like i'll call my team on their stuff too like i would not be pleased if the bruins ended up winning a cup playing by that kind of definitely blatant arrogance of the role and we i'm not going to say it out loud but i will probably have the ingerant coming up when we talk about the cup <laughs> at the end so um yeah, I mean, I think this is a good idea. It's ridiculous, especially where there's no extra money. It's not fair to the markets that don't get the same money. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Rangers stay afloat because they're still the New York Rangers and they have 100 years of selling jerseys and shit to fans and tickets and stuff. So they're going to be OK. But the smaller markets can't compete with that. And I mean, I guess good on Tampa Bay for building their product, but that still goes back to the whole reason there's a salary cap is so the rich owners don't get to continue to just steamroll the competition right now we see the opposite (laughs) the owners with the most money are the ones that are the least normal about spending their money 
Jeez. The Sally yeah, so Cat made me like the Jacobs. This will save a lot of complaining online. So, um, yeah, it's a good move. It is what it is. I mean, every teams have been doing that. I mean, you know, like I said, Chicago has done it in the past. So, yeah. All right. It is what it is. Fuck Tampa Bay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyways, we learned Charlie Coyle had knee surgery. Uh, he had surgery on. And he had two. Um, yeah. yeah one, one knee surgery, illusion. but it addressed two areas. Yeah. The illusion fracture in his left kneecap. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like it sucks because it's your kneecap. And uh, a small tear in his patellar tendon. So that definitely would explain some of the skating issues that were going on there. Uh, it doesn't, we, that was from his um, agents made like, you know, a press conference after and thing. He says he's already feeling better, which is good because he so I'm at Fenway Park the other day. Uh, yeah, he was, he was in the stands for the uh, mighty Quinn's first pitch. Yeah. Yep. Thrilled thing. Oh yeah. Shout out Quinn. I forgot that he did that the other day. Yep. That's very cool. Yep. Another hometown boy liking to throw out the Red Sox. <laughs> and exactly. uh, but um, I think that's good for Charlie Coyle, uh, and good for the Bruins because he was making me a little nervous. That's all I have, you know, like that. So, uh, I don't know, he's expected to be ready for training camp. Let's hope that's, so. That's great crossed. news, that's great news. Um, uh, and hopefully, it, it, this year we can get a better Charlie Coyle. I like Charlie and everything, he's got good puck possession skills. Um, it's good along the boards and so on, you know, but we need him to score. We need more secondary scoring, and that's a guy that you pay heavily to uh, to get the puck in the net, and we need more of that. Uh, you know, assists, whatever, blah, 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 make it happen. The point's got to be more involved with him in the future because, I don't know, what we saw this past season was a little, a little rough, and yeah. even the season before that, it's just – he goes through those streaks, and it's like, oh, I saw it in Minnesota so many times, and it's just like, you know. But but obviously, it's an injury, and, and he had surgery, and he's recovering, so we, we do wish him the best and continued recovery, but hopefully bring your game next year, big guy, because we definitely need it. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was just thinking of I saw someone on Twitter probably facetiously saying, oh, let's go get Marcus Johansson because he's available and put him and Coil, you know what I mean? Put him and Coil back together because that was some pure magic during those uh, that season that they played together after the trade deadline from coming here. Yeah, but I'm going to, like I said last year, I need more of Boston Bruins Charlie Coyle and a little less of Minnesota Wild Charlie Coyle Agreed. Uh, going forward because I do enjoy you and – I don't want you to be that cliche. I'm from Metro Boston or I played hockey here. So that's why I'm on this team. I want you to be Charlie Coyle, who I think had a boost to his career when he showed up to Boston and played. He was better, much like people are arguing. Maybe Nick Ritchie got a little boost given being given a second chance. Right. I mean, I don't know. I'm not still sold on that. <laughs> event, but not, That's just me. I still voted for the seventh player for him. Okay. Calm down, people. I don't want to re-get hate me. I did over too. I think. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I don't want to get more hate over Nick Ritchie. Like, it just seems ridiculous to me. Like I said, I didn't say that. I hate Ray Bohr. Calm down, people. It's fine. Uh, yeah, but Charlie Coyle, I just, I need him to be more Charlie Coyle from that 19, that cup run that we lost in 19 than Charlie Coyle that I saw. But that being said, I forgive everybody a little bit for the COVID. It's affecting everybody yeah. different. 
and how one reacts. But anyways, we don't know when he was injured, so it's hard to say like how long he was playing injured like that or whatever. That's Uh, true. That's um, valid. At least he got it. It's done early enough. It's not like, you know, Tuca, if he's here or not here, doesn't get to play hockey till February-ish probably. Uh, Yeah, that's that's it. That's going to be another... That's going to be another interesting thing to talk about later on. Yeah, we're like I said, it's a little light right now, but starting next week, we're going to be full on. These are what the protection lists were. This is what the, yeah. you know, because we'll yeah. know, and it'll be on, and it'll be the craziest 14 days because expansion draft and regular draft, which we haven't even gotten into, like, you know, I'm not, like, a super into – I like to watch the draft, hear people. What do we got, it. two weeks to the NHL draft? Yeah. All right. The twenty, I'm, it's the twenty third and twenty fourth. I'm probably going to end up taking a lot of that time and writing an article about who the Bruins should take. A couple, couple suggestions with who they should take, where they're like they're they're taking the twentieth pick in the first round this year. I'll yeah. probably protect. I'll probably do an article on like three or four of the players that I'd like to see at that level. And if and you're watch, like, watch. it'll be so Bruins to take a freaking defenseman again. I, I was going to say, um, also, if you're like me and don't really know a lot, like just kind of generally, I certainly don't have the top 250 draftee, like potential draftees memorized. But if I enjoy always this time of year, like I always power through Steve's draft analyst. So yes. draft analyst, he's awesome. He breaks down every team and probably what they might. And last year was pretty spot on with a few of like, yeah. around where we were picking things like that but anyways he's always enjoyable and um i'm a weirdo and I always try to listen to every list he says so that way if the bruins end up drafting someone he thought ottawa might draft i'm not totally surprised to who that person is so him and also uh, the nhl doesn't put out a lot of podcasts from themselves but there is a uh, central uh draft, the draft class yeah and that's yeah, a great, great one program too. what i like about it is especially if you're just trying to kind of get a general good general uh absorption it has you know someone from the ohl and someone from this and this and that and being honest too about scouting things this year and it kind of breaks it down so like you don't have to think of fifty-two thousand things if you want to know about what finished players might be getting drafted there's a finished pl- you know someone's giving you the information on that and stuff so those two i mean there are many out there i'm sure there are people like what about this guy feel free to post it and give all those people who really put the time and effort to yeah studying and analyzing the scouting reports and things like that. So those are just two of my favorites. I just wanted to say Absolutely. that to them. But we will talk about the draft probably starting next week because after that, by the I end know. of the next week, I know. we'll know Crazy. who we drafted. We'll know who's in Seattle from our team. Oh, dear God, I hate this. I well, hate we, it. We do know one thing. We do know who won the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, can I put in pre- – my boss has been chirping me for two weeks because he's like, oh, whatever, it's not my fault. You love Guy Lafleur and you're a Montreal Canadiens fan. Oh, my God, stop, okay? This was a puke fest all around. Somebody I really hate was going to win the Stanley Cup. I just think Tampa's a little too big for their own britches. And I don't want to be um, – if you get easily offended, please just cover your ears for a second. What was that sucking speech oh. that Gary Bettman gave – to the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's in their team photo. I'm going, dude, just shut up and give Steve Stamkos the cup. Like, let them start their thing. Because my aunt's going, how long do we have to watch this? And I go, everybody knows you can't stop watching until the Conn Smythe, who deservedly went to Andre Vasilevsky. That guy's a beast. Uh, and when the cup, the, the 
captain has to have the cup in their hand. Then you can shut it off if you don't want to watch it anymore. Oh my God, it was gross. It was, I just, Gary Bettman, he's like, and I'm so happy that Tampa Bay Lightning won because they like me and nobody else likes me. And I said, you know how I know Tampa Bay's douchebags? They didn't even boo Bettman. Everybody boos Bettman. Uh-huh. Even if you don't like Bettman, it's a thing. It's a bit that he and the fans have and you didn't do it. But anyways, I guess congratulations to like four of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like good on that kid who got the game winning goal, you know, Ross Colton or whatever. Uh, that's his name, right? Ross. Yeah. So, I mean, good for him and stuff. And I like Steve, Steven Stamkos and whatever, but also I'm not sure how I feel about the Kucherov presser. That's been a huge source of debate. I do think it's awesome that he called Larry on off. I think that's awesome. FaceTimed him or whatever to tell him he was his hero, but he was drunk and I also hate Montreal, but I also think he might've been a little too drunk to be given that presser and just like, I don't know. How'd you feel? That was like a big contention. Like he's insulted the Montreal fans. Although I do agree. I mean, if you're on elimination and you shouldn't even be in that final, of course your fans are going to celebrate. Like they fucking just won the cup because they didn't get eliminated. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like endorsed now. Yeah. So questions, comments, concerned about the uh, 2021 Stanley Cup Tampa Bay. All the funny things like asterisk, double asterisk cup. People were so funny about this year. Congratulations, first and foremost. Um, I just I I am not a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. I will not root for a team that um, is the Montreal Canadiens. So any team that is either team. Yeah, (laughs) I I was all for go bolts go, and uh, because I didn't want to see Montreal win. It's just plain and simple. Do not like the Habs, um, and it's a it's a huge rivalry that I still believe is is still fresh in the minds of everyone um and hopefully we get back to playing montreal again but and beating them that's a key one but when they uh, won yeah. the west i was like of course these assholes are gonna win the stanley cup they won the west they're the only east team ever to win I, the west. So, I mean i'm certainly happy montreal didn't touch the cup, it was but. definitely really screwy that they went and played vegas it was just so weird how everything how everything lined up this postseason well the thing that upset me the most is that I hate Montreal and I don't win the, win the cup, but them not winning the cup means Toronto fans feel better about themselves. And I don't want that to happen either. No, I'm just kidding. Right. No, because <laughs> anyway, Toronto fans are like, hey, a blue team won the cup. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Ugh. like in Canada at this point, any Canadian team that wins the Stanley Cup is the new national team. Like everybody, lo- like if the Ottawa Senators hoist it, everyone's going to love the Ottawa Senators. You brought the cup back to Canada. <laughs> That's not going to happen because we have way better teams south of the border. We also have four times the amount of teams or whatever. So odds are in, forever in the North North American war of the border of whose teams will win. But anyways, yeah, I guess congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. 2021 Stanley Cup champions. I respect the cup. I, by tradition and force, must respect them. And... I, I'm not calling it an asterisk cup if I didn't call last year's cup an asterisk cup. But as I expressed last week, I give more legitimacy to last year's cup than this cup on some levels. Please don't make me hate you, Nikita Kucherov, because I really do heart you. <laughs> All right. That's that. What's going on? What are we, what's that's next? It. That's it, dude. It's that's a light it. week. Uh, yep, well, light that- week. We're going to keep the uh, the hockey talk going for the, our awesome listeners. But um, 
I do yeah. want to talk about some particularly awesome listeners, the ones that financially support us on the Patreon. Um, we have a Patreon account where you you guys can have the ability to donate one dollar to us, what's media company, and providing all this what goes on, and that we use half of that dollar to roll into um, weekly prizes. So, uh, particularly this month is July, so this is the the Johnny Busick number nine. Nice. Can't see the signature, but it is on there. Beautiful jersey, hand signed. Nice. <laughs> it is. We also have many items like pictures, hand signed pictures, with uh, and they're fully authenticated. Everything, and we give away pucks. I like I like buying pucks, and this is a Vern Flannan nice. Hall of Fame, nineteen ninety. So we give stuff away like that. Like so Hall we give it. Yeah, we give a we give a t-shirts away, we give pucks away, we give pictures away every week. But the jersey is once a month and it's just for a dollar. So please check out the information below right here. Go to patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast and donate just one dollar. And like I said several times before, we we pretty much do four episodes a month. We might do a little more. We just wanna we want to give you a range of what you're going to spend each month, and it might be six to eight dollars. Who knows? And it might just be four dollars, but you have a chance to win some fantastic items. And I ship, I have all shipping logistics right in my office, and I ship them right out immediately. So, um, and with that being said, I forgot about doing Patreon last week, and I'm sorry, folks, if anybody was waiting to hear. But uh, last week's winner was Mark McDonald, and he's an awesome freaking. Um, member of the Bruins Nation. He also has a Facebook um, group called Bruins for for Life. And um, he has like 25,000 members of that freaking group. So fantastic. We, and he allows us to post the podcast on there and all the writing. So class act, Mark McDonald. But another class act is our boy, Chad McVean. Nice. It's going to get another uh, a, uh, a Bruins related item sent to him. So I will get those items out as soon as possible. Next week will be the Jersey giveaway. So you have time to sign up for Patreon and uh, get involved. Like I said, it's a very small investment, but it really helps us out. And in turn, we want to help you out. We want to dress up your fan cave as much as possible with cheap items. They're not cheap, but for you to purchase them, they are cheap. So please rate and review the show. Yeah, please go. Yeah. Um, we need more reviews, more five-star ratings um, on Apple Podcasts, particularly because that's a huge one. And uh, well, actually, wherever you get your podcast platform um, from, please rate and review there. We would certainly appreciate it. It, it just and, and we appreciate the retweets that we get and the shares from everybody. Yeah, I was going to say, if you leave a review on Apple, we'll read it on the air, good, bad, or ugly, just to get, we like to have other fans involved. So even if you hate us, I'll read that out loud. I don't care. I'm not scared. But rate and review, follow, follow Mark, follow me. Yes, we follow are right here. Great podcasts. Follow, follow all us. the great podcasts from Black and Gold. Go to blackandgoldhockey.com for all yes. the great writing and all the other content. There's all the links on there. Uh, if you're trying to get some gear for next season, we always have the Fanatics on there. Please yes. click on that to Which go. Which continues to be awesome. That helps us too. We get commission sale of uh, anything purchased on Fanatics. If you go to the blackandgoldhockey.com, 
and click on the banner to the right. And you can, it's not just Bruins. That page is all Bruins. So it's easy for Bruins fans to go and look. But if you go and you stay in the Fanatics um, search, search bar, you can go to NBA, Major League Baseball, um, soccer, hockey. We can buy anything there by simply keeping that link alive by using the search bar. So it's just not hockey, folks. Excellent. And we always, as always, we, you know, it was a little bit of a light week here, but we're going to probably have a couple heavy weeks given all the important stuff coming up. Uh, leading towards free agency to wrap it up at the end of the month. Uh, but thank you, as always, for listening. We do this yes. uh, for our own mental health and also uh, hopefully to give people <laughs> yeah, something in until I hope that sometimes you're sitting here and even like, I know I'm a little crazy, but sometimes you're thinking, oh, you a know little. what? <laughs> Inga's got a good point there, you know? Might be a little contrarian to Mark, and I just... You're just as much a part of this as we are in some ways. And I just want to say thank you, as always, for hearing us through to the end. And uh, congratulations to our Patreon winners. Yay! Yes. All the two, awesome writers again. Black and Gold two Hockey. Great, two great Canadian guys are going to get some Bruins gifts, and I hope they like them. But yeah. with that being said, Mark Allred here. And I'm going to point the right way this time. There I ah. am. And that's my friend, Heather Ingerson. We are signing off until next week. Everybody take care. Please be safe. Spade your cats and neuter your dogs. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever Bob Barker used to say back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guys, on that yes. note, that peace out, everybody. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please share the show with your friends and family and don't forget to subscribe to and leave a five-star rating for the show on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Between shows, help us keep the Bruins talk going by visiting our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, by sending an email to blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com and by following the show on Twitter at blackandgoldpod. Peace out.